Good morning and welcome to another two times, double double the week of a fresh episode that we've got going on. We're on a hot streak and now two yes. weeks in a row we've been at work ready to rock and roll with fresh music to my beers. And we've got the uh, holidays just upon us so we've got you know a few more episodes left. No Christmas party this year but... Uh, yeah and, uh, and normally we'd like to sit back and do like a year in review but uh, boy there was not a whole lot going on. We can talk about the beer festivals we didn't go to, the special releases we didn't get because there wasn't a thing. Oh, all the all the beer we uh, plowed through because you know yeah. we couldn't go out and get it, so we had to go through our cellars and stuff. Right. Start drinking that. So yeah. we'll probably skip the year in review and maybe opt for some different subject matter. But uh, yeah, we're getting down there. We're getting down to the end of 2020 for Music to My Beers. Thank you for joining us. We have two hours of beer chit-chat and tunes on tap for you. That's your reward. You got up early, maybe you're on your way to church, maybe you're sitting back from church while your family's there, you're making breakfast. Cracking one open. Having one open, Mm -hmm. why not? Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes, this is music to my beers. Music to my beers. On Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Uh, here we are for another December edition of our cherished yeah. beer show. Hey. Months are getting colder, although we've had like some sunshine and stuff, so it hasn't made me want to totally deep dive into some you know dark stouts or anything like that this past week. Yeah, so far it's just been all December. It's been like rain and gray and uh, warmer than normal temperatures. It's pretty odd, but I'm actually a little bit ex- more excited for this episode of Music of My Beers than normal because this is... Uh, this is the last music to my beers I have to do and then get up for work the next day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we got to uh, we have to do the show this week and then uh, and then I'm on vacation. So next week's music to my beers is going to be an entirely different animal and uh, I'm looking forward to a couple of weeks off to uh, to sit down and actually get into some beers, do some some stout drinking. Yeah, you've had a good year too. Picking up things here and there and uh you even was it May or June that you went and picked up the Three Floyd stuff? Uh, it was back in June. Yeah, I've, uh, it's it's been funny because since the uh, the pandemic and obviously all the bars are closed down or were closed down for the most part, uh, it changes the way you spend your your money that you've uh, you've set aside for having some craft beers. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, the, instead of going out and having you know a giant bar tab at uh, one of my favorite craft beer stops, I I've been staying home trying to stay safe and keep my you know. I've been trying to get through 2020 without having to take COVID time off. Oh, yeah. And I'm almost there. I feel like I'm on the nine-yard line. I just got just a little bit more to go. <laughs> so uh, I've been super careful, but it's also changed the way I spend my craft beer money. Uh, I went from spending most of it out at bars and uh, and like tappings and tastings to spending almost entirely all of it at uh, at like Citywide, Belmont, and uh, at home. I remember right before the pandemic, we were out a February night, and I came out for one of those few instances. That's right. Where you and, and I were out together at Hop Station. Yeah, and you uh, you bought them out of the the new hard coffee, which had just come out from PBR. That's right. That was a lot of fun. That was a good time. We took our we took Polly out there, Polly from Afternoons here on Real Rock 1039 The Bear, and uh, yeah, he was like brand new to town. Totally. We're like, we got to show you the coolest places in town. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and now here we are. But it, it has been fun to sort of change, you know. And I'm and I'm sure, fingers crossed, with the vaccine and everything, uh, every society is going to start inkling its way back to normal. I can't wait for beer festivals to be a thing again. Totally. I didn't realize, and you know, maybe this is us being uh, being here for so long, but I didn't realize how much I had taken some of these things for granted. I know. 
Like Brewfest at the Century Center. Like, man, I can't wait to go to Brewfest. I think the last time it was around, we thought, nah, you know, we've sort of been through all these breweries the last couple. We're all right. But now I can't wait. I don't care if I've had this brewery or this beer a thousand times before. I just want to be out in public, pretzel necklace around my neck. Oh, yeah. You know, one ounce taste in my hand and talking to some guy about uh, about the beer that he just made. And then that witching hour that always happens at the last, like, you're in it for the three-hour time period, and the first two, you're tasting and whatnot, and then the last hour, you're just going to town and getting kicked out of the beer fest and whatnot. Yeah, that's uh, that, I think, is everybody's favorite time of the uh, beer festival. And uh, I miss those days. I do, too. I do, too. And, and uh, it's also, you know, I know the earlier days of the pandemic, uh, by the way, this is music to my beers. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Uh, a lot. Everything obviously changed for everybody, but it changed the way we were spending our craft beer money, changing the way or changing how much money we were spending on craft beer. Obviously, the, the economy was tough, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's going to be nice to uh, to get back into the swing of things and drink normal for a week for like a year. Yeah, I, I go totally to the bars, agree. have our festivals, travel for tastings, and I want to do that so bad. Yeah, even something as ridiculous as Prop Day a couple of weeks back for me over at uh, Goose Island in Chicago. That used to be a weekend overnight, stay the night, book a hotel room, get a big, big meal. And this year it was just to go in, get it, and get home. Same thing with uh, with Dark Lord Day and, and all the craft brewery stuff around town. Now, you did it a little bit on a smaller scale, too, and you were traveling out there, and you went and picked it up from Goose Island, but then you stopped on the way back, right? Yeah, so it's kind of at 18th Street, so a round trip, uh, kind of yeah, staycation. I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's my, not even a thing now. No, and my my goal this uh, my sort of mini beer tour I'm going to do over the holidays, and then and I know we probably don't have a lot to talk about at news and notes just yet. I know the Bear Hands uh, winter release is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Details could be out today, tomorrow. I have no idea. Gonna have to ask Eric about that. Yeah, we should. We should ask Eric uh, how's it going. But I'm, I want to go around and do a growler and crawler uh, tour. Around yeah. around Michiana, and get to some of the places that I haven't been to since this thing started, mm-hmm. uh, like Yakida. Haven't been there since this thing started. Goshen Brewing Company. Haven't been there since this Goshen's thing started. Got the igloos. You got to uh, go out there. Oh, and... I saw that on WNDU this week. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so they've got really cool. Which one of these igloos was Melissa Stevens in? That's the one I want to go to. <laughs> Yeah, so you get out there, and then Wedgwood, they're going to be opening up their, their new facility and whatnot, Westwind. Uh, we've got a lot of craft breweries in and around our area to take advantage of. Yeah, so I'm going to take a, uh, a jaunt every day this week after work. It's my last week of the of the, uh, of the year working. So after work, I'm going to leave and just hit a different spot, whether I'm driving out to Elkhart or Goshen or, or Middlebury or wherever. i got to stop by the U. I want to get a growler. And uh, and stock up so that uh, so that some of the sessionable stuff or the things that I'm drinking during the course of the day, it's not just you know another fifteen pack of of founders. I mean, I've got time off. I'm not going anywhere. There's time and place for that too. Yeah, yeah I'm not. But... Go- I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. And uh, there was a time. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. I have all kinds of vacation drinking plans. Yeah. It's funny because 2020 scaled down so much. Normally about this time, I'm like, save those pennies. Wife and I are flying out of town for two weeks, mm-hmm. and now it's like we're staying home. So I'm going to be building a wall in my basement and drinking my way through uh, all this beer that I bought. But that's a good way to start off the new year then. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have a new wall and everything. Yeah, one of the things that uh, that I've done in vacations past because uh, like I would have time off and my wife wouldn't, so I'd be like, mm-hmm. Lauren, entertain yourself. Build a fence. Well, yeah, I would do all <laughs> kinds of projects, but one of those days during the uh, during the vacation, I would always do stouts for breakfast. Oh, that's a good time. Well, you know what? And, uh, and I've done it three times now, and it starts out as a good time, but by the time you're done, you're like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> but the further you get away from it, you're like, you know, it was pretty fun to wake up and have a KBS flight to start my day and then uh, get into some 
some some deeper, darker stuff, but it always it's a it's a very short day. My favorite thing to do with that is to put it in the coffee cup and actually go for a walk. You know, oh. in my neighborhood. So I got a coffee cup on Saturday morning. So if you live in Zach's neighborhood and you see him walking around with coffee, that's a drunk man. <laughs> call the police or call somebody. He's prowling the neighborhood. So yeah, and you could even tell by the sound of my voice, I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, yeah. I so, can- so, I can totally tell. Yeah, this year, and uh, my wife actually said, she goes, we should do that stop for breakfast thing one day, so it'll be fun to have somebody to be drunk with at 2 o'clock in the afternoon ordering pizza. Yeah. And actually, it's it's a fun time of year for Music to My Beers, because it was around this time, five, six years ago, the idea for this show was hatched over a uh, a company Christmas party, and I am a little bit upset this year. Another one of the things that 2020's taken from us is there is no going to be no big drunken office Christmas no. get-together. That congregating, having people in the studio. Remember, we had like... Nine or ten people in this studio tasting beers, tasting Dark Lord for the first time. I think one of our receptionists, Hannah, actually had it, and she's like, "Oh, I get a, I get a little bit of the soy sauce um, when she tried it." But that was so much fun because we'd try the beer and we would just be opening up beer after beer. I think our record might have been ten, eleven, yeah. more so. And then over the years, as the Christmas party uh, came about, because originally it was it was you know sneak up here, have some bottle share, and that's yeah. and then we, that's where the idea for the show. And then things would progress and progress. And the uh, the last time we had a Christmas party show, there was I don't know how many bottles were in here, but it came into a big it was, turned into a big deal bottle share between you, myself, and, uh, and even when Ron was here, like. We'd have a lot of really great beers. Yeah. And that was kind of our year-end finale. But because there's not going to be a, an in-office Christmas party this year, we'll have to figure out uh, maybe we'll take the show on the road to, like, my basement or something. That'd be cool. Because uh, that's one of the things that I always think about going into the new year as well is, like, okay, i got to start planning out as I go places looking for things to yeah. maybe bring back and then bring to the bottle share. Yeah. And, uh, and it does suck this year. We're not going to be able to do that. But, um, you know, it was fun to be like, all right, I'm going to go to work. We're going to do the show. And uh, I'm going to schedule a ride home with Uber. And yeah. we're just going to get a little bit fun. But uh, I, I don't know, between now and the end of the year, I don't think I'm going to be able to, other than us maybe doing something, I don't have a big bottle share get-together plan with anybody or anywhere. I don't either. I mean, it's kind of um, like you were mentioning last segment, like just talking about like where we're going, what we're doing. As far as drinking goes, it's pretty much myself. And then if I'm going to be drinking with other people, it's like over Zoom or something like that, where it's like yeah, I, I don't really have... People over at my house or anything? No, uh, neither do I. I've got. I hang out with the same. I see the same family members during the course of the week. I, <laughs> I look at your face, you look at mine, and that's pretty much our week. Uh, it. We it gotta figure be, something out. Well, you know, it would, but uh, it, you laugh about taking COVID seriously or or you know protecting yourself and your family or however. It seems like of all the things we do, a bottle share would be a fantastic way to spread the spread the virus <laughs> around. You know, especially, you know, one guy pulls from the bottle with his lips, the next thing he was like, hey, taste this. You're like, all right. And it gets late in the evening, and no one's using cups anymore, and then you're picking up somebody else's glass, rinsing it out, using it. Probably for the best, we don't have a bottle share on the office, because if somebody had it, it would get spread around real quick. Is it a super spreader if it's between, like, 10, 15 people? I, I think so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think so. But uh, that, you know what, the, the Christmas uh, party bottle share edition is one of the many casualties of the uh, COVID 2020. Is there anything you're glad was wiped out this year? Um, as far as the uh, the craft beer scene's concerned? Um, as far, no, actually, like... I, there there wasn't anything, any one thing that happened this year that was wiped out that I was like, yeah, don't have to do that. Because I, I do enjoy just getting out. I think that that's one of the big things with the craft beer community is that it's like it is a communal thing and, it, and we do it in, in, in um, congregation with people. But I'm trying to think. I, 
I can't think of one thing that was wiped out that I'm like, ah, bummer, you know, couldn't do that or uh, had, I've got to go do this. What about you? Like, is there anything that... Uh, you know, it's funny, because this happened the first few weeks of COVID when the uh, governor changed a couple of the res- restrictions, and then it sort of faded off and went away over the over the course of the summer. But you remember that first, like, uh, I don't know, it was like three or four weeks, uh, we were into the pandemic, when all of a sudden, uh, all of our favorite craft breweries could sell to-go booze. Yeah. And, and you could order your booze from, like, a, a bottle shop in advance, just pull up and get it. But for that... Two or three weeks, it was very much, hey, everybody, we love these breweries. Let's get out and support them. And I, yeah. was, I was buying, you know, despite less money coming in than ever before, I was buying more craft beer from places. You know, I went to the Crooked U. I went uh, I was Get geez. Bare Hands Delivered? I did not get Bare Hands Delivered. I, I, I got Bare Hands Delivered. That no, was fun. Yeah, but I went up to Bare Hands, and I made sure that I got out, and if I was going to spend any money on craft beer, it was going to be at the two or three different breweries that I go to quite a bit and are mm-hmm. around for me. But it was it was fun because you'd go there, you'd see other people. When Hop Station started... Uh, selling beer to go early on in the pandemic. Mm. I know the Sal Kitchen and Tavern did the same thing, but I made sure I was there, dropped as much as I could. Same thing at, at LKT. And, and they were doing growlers, right? Yeah, but it felt very all hands in the middle. That that's one of the few all hands in the middle feelings I got during the pandemic where I'm like, you go there and I'd see two or three, you know, craft beer nerds that I knew from around town. Yeah. There. And it all felt like, you know, we're pitching in and doing our part. It might not be the most, but it's gonna help out the local business scene. So you do miss that because if things as restrictions have loosened and the year's kind of progressed and then we've had spikes again. Uh, there isn't a whole lot of that, you guys, we gotta run out and buy as many crawlers as we can to keep these guys working. I hope that uh, like I hope it doesn't come back because it has to. I hope it comes no. back because we're all excited. So. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing that I think we've learned from this in in the the technolo- technological revolution that brought on you know Zoom meetings and stuff like that. I think that that really changed like carry out sales for breweries and stuff. You know, like there's I I will go out and I'll actually like you were talking about get a couple of crowlers versus going to like say a bottle store. Like, just to kind of have some fun. And you mentioned it earlier in the show, too, about going out and uh, and having all those stacked up as opposed to the 15-pack the from Founders that you could just blow through in the day. You yeah, know? and like Dial's Brewing Company is a great example of, of that feeling, yeah. that, of that feeling we had those first few weeks of the pandemic where, all right, we all know Brandon. Everybody's kind of rallied around him in the craft beer community. He's a, he's a great member of the craft beer community, but mm-hmm. he finally found a way to open his brewery somehow this weekend to do carryout sales amid so the pandemic cool. and amid all the restrictions that have been, uh, you know, I guess... Uh, Revisited in the fine state of Michigan, so it's it's fun to see that. But but that this thing with Niles Brewing Company this weekend is kind of that all hands in the middle feeling where you're like, you know, we got to run out and buy as much as we can. Let's sell this dude out of beer because it's important. Yeah, uh, and and so I suppose it hasn't gone away. It's popped up this weekend, but uh, I do miss that when you're like telling your wife, I have to go spend a hundred dollars in craft beer for the good of the community. <laughs> I have to drink this for the. It's for the good of the community. Saving the restaurant, yeah. Operation I'm, Restaurant Rescue. I'm practically a philanthropist for drinking beer five days this week. Uh, I did a lot of good during that time. I know you did a lot of good during that time. So as we tell our ancestors down the line of what it, 2020 was like, I was saving craft breweries yeah. one beer crowler at a time. Yeah. Let me tell you about 2020 and how we all got in the habit of drinking six days a week. <laughs> A thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B movie. All right, yeah, we've made it to the uh, point of the program, a, a staple on music to my beers. Sunday mornings, Real Rock 1039 The Bear. We're with you until noon, and this is where we like to pair 
Cinema Verite movies with uh, beers in a rating system that we call the B-Movie. And uh, one is being the absolute best movie you've ever seen. And that uh, that's one beer versus a movie drain pour, which would be a 12 Like pack. We- Weekend at Bernie's 2 would be a drain pour. That'd be a 12 pack. Weekend at Bernie's 1? Uh, it's, it's not a great it's movie, but it's a hell of a lot more enjoyable than the sequel. Uh, this month, though, similar to what we did in October, we did all Halloween movies for yeah. Halloween. We're going to do all Christmas movies. And uh, you've actually picked this week's movie. It's a classic. It it really is. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, next to A Christmas Story. I do love A Christmas Story, but this one is, uh, it has just a hilarious cast member that, uh, formerly Saturday Night Live, did I get that right? Yes. And uh, My young friend, Zach Miller. One-fourth of Ghostbusters. Yes. And very, in very peculiar movies now with uh, Wes Anderson, Bill Murray, and the titled character of Scrooged. Yeah, and uh, this, this I don't remember, I was eight when this movie came out back in 1988. I don't remember it being a giant deal until the last ten years or so when it starts popping up on cable as uh, around the holidays, like, just all the time. Uh, I'm going to go first, and uh, I, I love this movie, but also it's funny now watching it. It's so 1980s. Like, his wealthy executive, you know, producer, whatever, he's he's very 80s. Everybody dresses super 80s. The decor, the office furniture, the studio, all that is like, it's the absolute height of, like, 80s fashion. And, it, you know, it's fun for to go back and watch Mad Men and see the period of the time. It's the, You get the same funky feeling when you watch Scrooge. You're like, wow, this is very 80s. White leather couches and everything else. Uh, he's obviously visited by the ghost of uh, Christmas past, present, and future. It's a great movie and uh, and a perennial classic. I can see yeah. why it's celebrated now every year. Yeah. Uh, actually, my brother, he was playing it at his brewery. I want to say Friday or Saturday night they were doing uh, Scrooged because it's it's just a, a classic. And Bill Murray, even the first scene where it's like the, the Santa Claus goes crazy kind of. Yeah. And he's like, no, we need more explosions. and It does make you a bit sad to watch it because Bill Murray's so old now. I mean, it's like this movie's 32 years old now. He was in his prime. So was uh, Karen Allen yeah. from uh, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, Animal House. Animal House. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I met her once. She's pretty striking in person. Really? Yeah, it was an Animal House like 25th uh, year reunion that was happening That's at some awesome. theater over in Chicago, and uh, you got to meet her, but if you wanted to get your picture taken with any cast member, it was like 50 bucks. I was like, mm, hard pass. <laughs> Did they go to charity? Uh, no, <laughs> to their pockets. Okay. Look at their pockets. Some of those people in that movie need it. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm going to give this movie uh, two. Uh, two 22-ounce, and my favorite beer around Christmas. I haven't seen it yet. I don't even know if they're releasing it this year or not, but it's the Alpha Claus by Three Floyds. It's our Christmas porter. Yes. It's got uh, the chocolatey. This was one of the first uh, beers I remember having with the Mexican sugar mm-hmm. where, you know, you get that really, that uh, not Joco Vesa, but uh, it, it's it's in that similar vein. And it's one of the first porters I remember having that's kind of off off the beaten path of a traditional porter, like a, like a Great Lakes Evan Fitzgerald or like the Bell's, uh, you know, robust porter. Oh yeah, but it's it's got a little different flavor to it. It's very holiday smelling, very holiday tasting, and uh, I make a point to drink it whenever it comes out. I couldn't find the bombers for you, but I know that Meyer on Grape had at least at one point the six packs. Oh, all right, yeah, fantastic. So maybe maybe they still have it. I don't know. Yeah, it, or, or maybe it's one of those beers that they converted to cans this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, they started their own canning line. Um, I would definitely, man, that sounds really good. Um, I am going to go with, and I do love this movie, um, 
I watch it every single year. My wife actually, one year when I was watching it, she kind of got into it too, and she was like, "What? I've never seen." Scrooge before it's a very it's you know obviously it's a it's a classic tale mm-hmm. but at the same time it's a it's a guy learning the true meaning of Christmas without f- that overly sugary saccharine just you know kind of derpy yeah uh, <laughs> you know it's a more adult take on learning the true meaning of Christmas exactly I and and one person I forgot was in it was uh Bobcat Goldthwait where he's the the guy who he fires and he like treats him so bad and and um. He definitely did not get a VCR or a towels for Christmas. <laughs> like from... this is, yeah, this is back when Bobcat Goldthwait had a career. I know. So I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it two 12 ounces of one of my favorite Christmas beers that I drink around this time, and I, I actually got a six pack of it. Um, and it's deliciously fresh. And I'm not typically into uh, hops or IPAs right now, but the Celebration Ale from um, Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. So good, and it, and it just has a very piney um, flavor that uh, has a little bit of citrus in there, but um, you really get the the resinous pine flavor. And I I don't know who I was texting, but I'm like it pairs well with my my uh, Fraser fur that's in my living room. Oh, weird! Yeah. All right, I know. So uh, does it get the smell? Mm-hmm. It is time now. We've reached the second hour of music to my beers. We'd like to break down and uh, really get into one beer in particular. And uh, once again, I think the scoreboard is still run up in Zach's favor. Uh, You've brought the beer this week. And what is this one? Because I'll tell you what, the artwork from here is not very impressive. Not impressive? Seems like they made it on Microsoft Paint. (laughs) But I've heard good things about them, and I might have even had one of theirs. Um, The Decadent Ales. Have you had Decadent Ales? Uh, You know, right offhand, I couldn't tell you. Um, They're out of Mamaronic, New York. Mamaronic? Mama, Mama, Marik. I don't know. Uh, cin- cinnamon bun is the title of this one. I am assuming that it tastes like a cinnamon bun because it says an ale with cinnamon and caramelized sugar. Okay, and now that you mention it, they I think they do a they do a French toast and they do a couple of other ones that I may have seen before. There was um, where did you buy this for starters? Who I, carries this? I got it at Citywide in their single section, and um, they're one for you know singling out really good beers. And uh, decadent. I feel like I know them, and I I, I gotta look it up on my in, uh, Instagram. I gotta look it up on my uh, Untapped just to see if I've had any of theirs because I feel like I'm going through the website right now, which is uh, I actually have not had any. Uh, it's it's looks it looks like it's brewerydb.com, and uh, man, the website is just as underwhelming and uh, not Clunky? pleasant to look at as the artwork on this can. Uh, let's see. They do a uh, a blackberry cream pop imperial IPA. It looks like they do um, they do some citrus. <laughs> None of these names stand out as something we've had before. Hmm. Uh, I see they maybe have made a couple of waves. Well, they have a bacon French toast imperial IPA, uh, decadent delight. They do a double toasted marshmallow. No, I, I've, I guess I can almost say without a doubt I've never had anything from these guys. Wow, and you can order stuff online. What if it, they ship it? Like uh, how Cycle does. Yeah, it might be a Taver beer, or uh, but it, the fact that it wound up on it's on the shelves at Citywide. So, uh, what is this beer for starters? This is a cinnamon beer, cinnamon bun. It says it's an ale with cinnamon and caramelized sugar that clocks in at six point five percent by volume. It says keep cold, drink fresh. Mm. This was canned back in October, so that's pretty fresh. 
What do you think? What, what are your initial thoughts? I'll let you go first before I drink mine. It's interesting. Um, it wasn't at all, you know, typically like you, you get that like lactose kind of a good uh, flavor on the palate. This one is, mm, tastes like a, a cinnamon beer, but it doesn't, it, it's lack. I don't know, to me it's lacking something. You know, it's funny because you hear the words uh, cinnamon and caramel and you think some lactose sugar. You say, wow, this is going to be an amazing stout. And it's not. It's an ale. It's got a very caramel color. It's a uh, little on the translucent side. I'm going to go ahead and take a sip now. Can you taste the 6.5%? Mm, not really, no. Tastes like a, a good lager. Lager with cinnamon and sugar. Uh, a little underwhelmed by this, to be honest. Yeah, I don't get. I get a little bit of cinnamon toward the end. I don't get a ton. Uh, the fact that they called this beer cinnamon, I think you know, you want it to be a little bit overwhelming. That that lactose, that sugary smoothness at the end, you can kind of still get. Mm-hmm. Uh, not bad. I don't see myself no. drinking three or four of these. I don't hate it. I just uh, it wasn't what I was thinking. Yeah, and I do wonder how a brewery that uh, operates in the year twenty twenty can one have such garbage artwork or can labels. <laughs> But also have such a, a bizarre, confusing website. They um, apparently they do pretty well for themselves, though. I because I feel like they they're highly rated. I wonder if any of our friends have had any of the the decadent beers around here. Um, decadent ales, and I'm going to look at my friend's activity and see if anybody. Um, our buddy Jake, he's he had the pineapple gusher and gave it a three seven five. Ooh. Remember the guy we met at the beer fat or um, the beer dinner that one time that David yeah Reagan mm-hmm he got the s'mores and he said bad idea yeah hoppy IPA with peanut flavors yeah I'm looking through their uh, their beers and uh, boy one can of this cinnamon or a crowler will, will cost you twelve bucks none of these beers sound familiar to me their artwork is all more or less the same it's very simple but um, yeah, I'm gonna give this one a two and a half. I mean, it's it's all right, but it's it's not a huge cinnamon bomb like I was expecting. Yeah, I'm gonna give it probably two two and a half as well. Zach is a supporter two. at Untapped, so he can actually give a rating that none of us can give. Give I'll me give a quarter it, star. Uh, two point two. Oh, <laughs> two point two. It always goes by the the tens, um, you know. So I yeah, I'd give it a two point two and. And here's the the awful part. Now that you read that guy's uh, review of the the beer that he had from Decadent Ales, now that we've had this, uh, I'm probably going to avoid these guys in the future, unless there's something out there that just creates a wave unto itself. I am too. And if anybody's had a Decadent Ales that's been really good, put it up on our Facebook um, page or put it up on our Facebook group and let us know what we should have been drinking today for our split one. Yeah, this is the first time in a long time we've had a boo Mm. boo this beer for uh, for the split one. I just can't... I can't wrap my mind around it. I get the cinnamon, but it's almost like a fruity cinnamon. You know what it reminds me of? There's that banana beer bread that floats around Wellington or Wells, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And um, you buy it thinking, wow, this better taste like chuggable banana bread. But it's an ale, and it's d- done very similar to this, where the, the flavors are just slight. They're just barely there, but they're not as strong as you want with something called you know cinnamon or banana bread. All right, so hard pass. Yeah, we just took five minutes and wasted everybody's time here on the beer show. Sorry, Sorry, we'll find another one next week. It's probably a little better. So if you find a decadent uh, cinnamon, steer clear, amigo. Uh, Still plenty of show to get to. We're going to do our pick six, which I can guarantee you will not include this beer here. Just wait till it's on the closeout rack. Well, (laughs) hey, if it's a buck fifty, then we're on a different story. Right.
Yeah, then you, then you give it to a buddy at a party. You're like, ah, oh, you're going to love it, dude. Cinnamon bomb. Great. <laughs> this is our pick six segment. We go around the horn, beer for beer. I throw in three. Zach throws in three. There's our mixer sixer. And uh, this week, as you just heard, guaranteed not to include cinnamon bun from uh, Decadent Ales in New York. Mm-hmm. Too bad. We're still going to drink it, but it's not going to make the uh, the pick six. Do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um. So one that I was... Pleasantly surprised with last Friday, I went to the bottle shop. You told me there were a couple um, bourbon counties there that they had gotten. They got the uh, Fog, and then also they had, I think, the Oatmeal one. The Kentucky Fog is, uh, it's the f- the flavor, the adjunct flavor is uh, Earl Grey tea. Okay. I don't ever remember having a stout with, with any sort of tea as a flavor. No. So I'm excited to have it. I only have the one bottle, though, so i got to pick my spot. Yeah. No, I got the I got the one bottle as well, and it's... Uh, it, so I, I got that, but I'm not going to throw that into my pick six. I'm going to throw in one that was there on the closeout rack um, called... And I thought it said Matilda for the longest time. I was like, oh, yeah, I picked up a big bottle of Matilda from Goose Island. But it's actually called Halia, or Halia, H-A-L-I-A. Halia? Sounds good to me. <laughs> it's a 2016 um, that is a Belgian-style farmhouse ale with this, like, juicy peach jam flavor with the tartness. Like, it was a sour beer, and it started out as a 7.9 when they had it back in 2016, so now aged over the last four years. I bet it's, like, up there a little bit. Because I didn't drink the bottom of it because there was some yeast still at the bottom of the farmhouse sale. It was good. All right. And they might still have it there. Yeah. Run. Yeah. <laughs> might have to get out and get, go get some more. <laughs> um, I did think about it that last weekend. But uh, Funky Buddha's Last Snow. And Funky Buddha is not one that we can typically find in and around our area. But if you're going south um, on, like, a say, a, a snowbird-type vacation for Christmas and right. going to Florida... Funky Buddha is a great pickup and bring back some last snow because it's a coconut and coffee porter. It's delicious. Okay. And then the third one that I'm going to throw in, and like you mentioned Alpha Claws a little bit ago, I haven't seen a Ballast Point in a while. Ballast Point was this huge thing. They got bought out for like $1 billion by uh, Constellation and then actually got sold then again. But their Victory at Sea High West Barrel Aged Imperial Porter is delicious. And if you can find that, Stick it on the shelf and save it a couple of years. Well, dang. I know. Yeah. I was really into the porters and stuff, uh, minus the the farmhouse sale that I had there. What about you? Uh, you know what? One of the beers that I had, and uh, I love this brewery because it's, you know, they've been around, they haven't been around forever, but they've been around quite a while now. And when they first came out, it was, uh, we got Lazarite, their IPA, Ooh. and we got Salmon Pants, which is their premium lager. And at the time, there were a lot of places doing uh, larger scale craft lagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then came along Foggy Geezer shortly thereafter, and that's been one of my mainstays forever. So when I thought when I saw that Warpigs was coming out with uh, two new ones, I was really, really excited. The one that I'm going to put in my pick six, I haven't had yet, but I guarantee you I will have in the next few days. Yeah. It's their, uh, their Four Phantoms American Blonde. Oh, I saw that. That that was just released. That was a new that added was, one to the lineup. That was just released, and it's uh, it's six and a half. So I think it's a little bit punchier than a normal blonde ale would be. And it's just it'll be interesting to taste their take on it. And mm-hmm. uh, the one that I have had, and it's funny because I fall in love with these beers, and all I know they're going to do is hurt me. Oh. It's like these beers are white wrappers, and I'm <laughs> and I'm a girl. I'm going to date one. I don't know why I do it because it's just going to hurt me. Oh, uh, but Chaos Monger, their new double IPA. 
Yeah, that was the other Fantastic. one. Fantastic. Is it good? Very strong. It is nine, I think 9.2%. Oh, that'll hurt you. Oh, dude, so bad. But it <laughs> uh, it comes in a sixer, and dude, it's it's as fantastic as I wanted. And it's nice to, um, you know, I like to find harder to get sometimes I, double IPAs or crawlers from, from local places. But it's nice to know that if I'm in the mood for a double IPA and I want to search real hard for it or spend a ton of money, mm-hmm. you can just run out and get a six-pack of Chaos Monger. So if you haven't had a chance to have it yet... How many of the six did you drink in one sitting? Two. Oh, man. Yeah. You feel pretty good? Uh, dude, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> off and running. And the mistake I made was I had those first, so I was oh. I was off to the races, Zach. Good to go. I was completely useless for the uh, the entire rest of the uh, the afternoon. And it is fun because all their cans are, it's the artwork's all in the same vein, that black can, the black top, and uh, that's super tasty. And the next one I'm going to throw in, and um, I, I'm almost positive I've thrown it in the uh, the pick six before, so I'm just going to... I'm going to make it just anything from this brewery because I'm going to drink some. It's very expensive, but I'm going to drink some in the next week. Is uh, anything anything in the memes series from Windmill? Oh, that was my other selection. Yeah. I was going to pick up a memes and dreams for us or some. I, I hate it because uh, to get a four pack, it's always twenty three to twenty eight bucks. Mm-hmm. It just it just is. And uh, those guys do great work from Dyer, Indiana. If you haven't had a chance to try anything from Pale Dutch Boy, they do to um, uh, what is it, Luther? They're all their stuff's great in every style they try. So if you if you get a chance to uh, to have anything from Windmill in the memes series, memes and dreams, pineapple memes and upside down cake, all that stuff, it's great. Uh, I'm definitely going to get into some of that because, baby, in about a week, I got nothing but time. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds like a good time. There's our pick six for the week. And I'll tell you what, this cinnamon bun from uh, Decadent, it gets worse the longer it opens up. So you think so? It's uh, it's it's worse now than it was uh, 15, 20 minutes ago. So we got that going for us. As it's warmer, I'm I'm getting more cinnamon from the nose as it warms up. Maybe that was the point of it. I don't know. Am, do I have the palate of a small child? Am I just not understanding it, or is it really just this bad? Um, no, it's it's not good. Okay. I mean, uh, I think the the untapped rating I'm giving it's actually dropping. I might wait to actually log it into the end of the show just to see how far. One seven five. Uh, we are into the holiday season now, and uh, is there anything in particular on your wish list for craft beer? Because uh, craft beer nerds are some of the easiest people to shop for around the holidays. Yeah. One of the great things uh, you could do for, let's say, a Warren Cluck or a Zach Miller or maybe just generic craft beer lover in your life, a lot of breweries around town, if they have a favorite, a Mug Club membership is always a fantastic gift idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah. That uh, we did a couple of years ago for myself. My wife was like, hey, I'm going to make you a Mug Club member of this brewery that's way up north. <laughs> but I'll never just get to on my mug. own. Yeah. It was just for the mug. The mug was cool. So it was like one of those ceramic ones where it had like... It's Beards, so yeah. it has the, oh, the yeah. Beards Brewery logo on it and stuff. I'm like, that is the coolest thing. We'll maybe get up there like three times a year. Yeah, a Mug Club membership is great. Yeah. Uh, also, swag is fantastic. Every place around town uh, you can either go to and, and buy stuff, whether it's your favorite bar or your favorite craft brewery. And we've talked about it many times. It's a recurring show over the last five or six years of this thing. We have, we have a whole day dedicated during the week. I love Love craft beer swag. Yep. Any kind of shirt. You got the new Bear Hands uh, Brewery t-shirt, the, the yeah. Mean Green Hops. I don't wear a lot of, like, I'll wear the occasional sports logo on my shirt. You know, I don't have a whole lot of, like, labels or big screen printed tees, but I wear the hell out of beer merchandise. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're looking for somebody, and uh, again, another great thing for a, a beer lover on your list would be a 1039 The Bear Rockin' Stockin', which you can win starting tomorrow at 10 o'clock with Darcy. Get the Bush Light Ugly Holiday Sweater, but... Dude, I mean, winter hats, there's a whole different load of seasonal merchandise, scarves, all kinds of stuff you can get for the craft beer lover on your wish list. You can even get it for the craft beer lover's uh, furry friend. 
Mm-hmm. I saw Bell's had these like cans, these stuffed cans that you could get. It looked like a little too hard. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get that for our new pup, you know, for Christmas. And have my wife be like, what? What? What did you do? Why did you spend money on that? Zach, <laughs> but I not it. everything needs to be craft beer in this house. You have kids. I know. One year, I, I think I wanted to get the um, the collar that goes around the dog, and it was oh, okay. like a two hearted collar. Jeez, that's funny. Like, oh. Uh, yeah, so there's there's plenty of opportunities and, and things for the the craft beer lover on your list. Gift certificates are always fantastic. It's always fun to be able to go into your favorite place and be like, wow, I've got 50 bucks to spend at Goshen. I've got 50 bucks to spend at Yakida. Mm-hmm. Or at any of the local bottle shops, too. You know, getting a gift card there and going in and then being able to create your own sixer mixer and stuff like that a couple of weeks out, too. Yeah. We've got some good gift ideas. We do. Maybe- we should do a whole blog entry on that. You know? <laughs> Maybe it'll be part of our Music of My Beers holiday newsletter. <laughs> holiday greetings from Music of My Beers. Here's some stuff we like for Christmas, or you could just buy yourself or for somebody else. All right. Now we've reached the point in the program where ah. I have control of the microphone and I tell you what's coming up, right? Right. Okay. Um, so we've got some things to look forward to, and I didn't realize this when I was doing news and notes. Maybe it's proximity. Maybe it's me feeling sorry for them. But all of my news and notes come from Michigan breweries. Oh, again, this is Zach helping out, doing his part, spreading the good get, word. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. You said it, it, it felt good during the, those first couple of weeks when we're getting out to all of our favorite places and, and supporting them locally and whatnot. But I, um, I do charity. Gulp, gulp, gulp. More charity. <laughs> gulp, gulp, gulp. We should maybe bring that back. Yeah. A, a, a drinking event for charity. Um, <laughs> for good so, cause. So Niles Brewing, we were talking about them earlier. Our buddy Brandon, he he decided that even amidst the uh, the pushback from the governor's orders to twelve twenty, I believe, he still yesterday is doing started carry out, and he's doing carry out um, yesterday. He did it, and today and tomorrow. So hopefully you were able to order some beer from him, and uh, you're one of the first to try Niles Brewing Company's beer, which all looked delicious. He was putting the beers out over the course of the week of like. This is going to be beer number one. This is number two. And he's releasing four um, that you had the opportunity to purchase. Yeah, shout out to uh, Big Gretch for letting them get it in under the uh, under the restrictions. There was also a beer called the Big Gretch or something like that. Yeah, floating around and uh, done in the honor of the uh, the governor of Michigan. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, then also coming out of Michigan, Shorts Brewing is now getting into that locale session game. They they're known for. Humalupa-licious. Yeah, that was one of the first shorts I ever had. Back Delicious. when they were, you know, Michigan only. Michigan only, not going out of the state. But now they're doing Little Huma, which clocks in at 95 calories, 4 carbs, 4.5. That's maybe going to compete with your uh, your Little Bells. Yeah, or like Locale from uh, Goose Island. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and again, we've, I think we talked about it last week and again when Lighthearted came out from Bells, is that that's your next way to rope in the craft beer enthusiast. You're never, you know what? You're never going to get somebody who doesn't drink craft beer to to start drinking a seven point, you know, six percent too hearted on the regular. That's three hundred calories. No. You first get them away from those Michelob Ultras. Get them into some craft beer stuff, and then let them level up on their own. Yeah, I got to introduce get those hops slowly. Yeah, I get fat like the rest of us. <laughs> I do CrossFit. <laughs> right, check it out. Um, and then the other thing that I was going to mention is that Kalamazoo Craft Beer Week um, is now going to be. Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week, and their goal is, I guess, to include more distilleries and wineries and probably cideries and is it cidery? Cider houses? Cidery. Cidery? Cider house? I don't know. I, 
I don't know. Cider makers? It's now, if you want a, all the details, you can go to Kalamazoo Craft Beverage Week. Okay. Um, and it usually happens in March, but no, sorry, does not happen in March. It happens January 29th through February 6th. Perfect. Cool. There's your news and notes. Thank you for joining us for another fresh edition of Music to My Beers. We will see you back here next week. On behalf of uh, Mr. Miller and myself, cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.